Hey, welcome to the Hell Has an Exit podcast. I'm your host, Brian Alzate. This show is not affiliated with any specific 12-step program. If you or a loved one is struggling with an addiction, please find a local 12-step meeting. If you believe you may need detox or drug treatment of any kind, please call 833-999-1877 to speak to a specialist. The show is sponsored by United Recovery Project, a state-of-the-art drug and alcohol rehab facility. You can visit our website at unitedrecoveryproject.com. Hey guys, welcome to Hell Has an Exit. I'm your host, Brian Alzate. Today is the first time in Hell Has an Exit history that we have one, two guests coming. We have, I've had two guests before, but this is the first time that I've had guests coming back on the show. A double guest appearance. How do you say that? Yeah. A duo. A double guest appearance that are also coming back on the show. Yeah. Whatever. So you guys have individual amazing stories and, um, you know, I probably wouldn't do this with a lot of people, but when you guys suggested it, I was all for it. Yeah, I just kind of was like, you know what? You know what I was thinking is that halfway is college for most of us. That was my only college. Well, not really. I partied that day. It doesn't count. That's not the same. It doesn't count. Because like college is supposed to be like like you do stupid shit and you get in some trouble. Like when addicts go to college, we like ruin lives and like get arrested and break into houses. Or drop out. Or drop out and like... It's like total humiliation, but like halfway, you know, you stay clean. It's like, it's like you have good old fashioned fun again. Yeah, I never want to leave. When you stay clean. Yeah. It's yes. like, when, yes. you stay clean. when you stay clean, yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. old fashioned fun. When you don't stay clean, it's, yeah, it's not fun. We saw it happen. Today. Yeah, exactly. But it was like a fraternity for us. <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. The owner was like, hey, if you see somebody using $50 off your rent. <laughs> snitch them out that's so fire i turned into a snitch yeah we started start justifying it like yo with that street shit ain't gonna sudden, keep me clean. i never i never yeah. thought it was snitching because i always saw it as like protecting your recovery yeah. i yeah i saw it as like bro if somebody was trying to like take my shit i would either fight them which i don't want to do because i don't want to get you know whatever i would probably say something or i don't know i always saw it as like Bro, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't know. I just never saw it as We snitching. called it game over. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we weren't, we weren't, it was, it was a different era back then. The but. truth is, we just didn't want to be around people getting high. No. You know what I'm saying? And I was, I mean, not to like jump too far ahead, but like when we got, when I got to, to Middle River, I didn't, I wasn't trying to stay clean. And then looking for every excuse let's just, not let's, to. Let's break it down. Hang on. Yeah, so, yeah. so people that don't know, um, I personally didn't go to halfway. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I did because, like, my parents didn't let me go. They were like, no, you're not going to halfway house. You have to be in school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, but mom. You Halfway's know. for losers. <laughs> I was like, this you is. You wanted to go. I wanted to go so bad. My boy was like, bro, come on in. We got an open bed, whatever, you know. And um, I was like, man, I'd love to go so bad. But I just went there every day. And I would go to a couple halfways. But there was one halfway in particular that when I see other alumni from there, I say we weren't halfway together and they don't bat an eye. They're like, yeah, we were there because some of them were like, bro, he was there the whole time, you know, as a guest, as a guest, but you know, sober living halfway, it's the same thing. Sober living is what you tell suburban people and halfway is what they call it. What we all know it as. On the inside. Yeah. Inside members only. Yeah. So, um, you guys went to the same halfway, but your halfway was interesting because it wasn't a regular halfway. Most halfways is like one house. You guys had a shoe horn type stuff yeah double double side apartments apartments Mm -hmm. that was like what 30 
Uh, Thirty there, units? Nah, there was like not at first. There was like there was like nine nine rooms that he had. So it was like one okay. building and then another building, double stacked. Um, with a courtyard. With a courtyard, you know, in the middle, laundry down there. A few civilians. Yeah, a few regular scattered. people that had been yeah. there for years. <clears throat> so. Miss Hattie. Miss Hattie. Yeah, she'd be outside bumming cigarettes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> she would bum the cigarettes? Yeah. She was the nicest lady. She was in a the sweetheart. World. Yeah, oh, she's so a sweetheart. Cool. She knew what it was. Yeah, yeah, of course. She mm-hmm. knew what it was, but and, and she just knew that there were some crazy folks in there. Yeah. She was like, but she cheered for us mm-hmm. every day. That's cool. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people don't understand what halfway is and they just think of it as like, I don't know, they have like this negative connotation from it. And um, it's like, dude, if you stay clean, this is what you need. Yeah. It's like a brotherhood. It's like the accommodations might not be like, you know, the Taj Mahal, but like you're going to be around people that are have, you know, I, talk, I said this on the, last, on the last podcast, common goal, common enemy. Mm. So it's like when you have that camaraderie, it creates power. Yeah. You know? I remember being in the treatment center. Like, yeah, you got to go to halfway. I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to go there. Get in my own apartment. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm going back to Jersey to sleep on mom's couch. Yeah. That's you know? what, that was what I was thinking. Yeah. I, I didn't, I'm not Jersey, New York, but I didn't know what the hell halfway was. Yeah. Or the importance of it. No. Yeah. I didn't know any of that, but we'll get, we'll yeah, get to all I of mean, that. I was kind of four. I had no choice. Um, but yeah, when they kicked me out of TRP and Danny Keene, Came and scooped me up. He looked like, I don't know, like a mobster with a top hat. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, how you doing? I'm Danny. I'm like, oh, what's up, man? How are you, bro? Like, I'm like, fuck, I got 60 days clean. Is this guy going to try and get me high? And, uh, well, what did you do that you got kicked out back then? Uh, you flat out, you took the air out of the I tires. took the air out of the van tires. Fire yeah. extinguishers were going off. We egged a few houses. And Danny, the, and Danny was who? Yeah. Did they call him? You know him? what's funny? Did they Wait, call him? Before he made it to Middle River. Wait, well, what do you mean fire extinguishers were going we, off? We took this fire extinguisher. We were just making sure it was working properly. <laughs> and we just dumped it on Evan. Evan got In the house? You dumped it on somebody? Put the yeah, layer we pulled of dust. the trigger. Was there a layer of dust on everything? I don't remember. I was out so quick. That's what they do. It's not fun. I did that when I was a kid. I used to think it was like compressed air or something. It's like wet sand. Man. Yeah, it's like this was at John's place though. That was the day treatment I was in. That's where you lived before where you got I'll, to Middle I'll River tell, too. I'm gonna tell that whole shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I got the halfway, and I was like, "Man, these are corny." This Wait, is... who called? Who called this guy? The, the case managers at the treatment center. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this so guy he wasn't. Here. He wasn't lurking around looking. No, for, no, no. Okay. They're like, this guy will be here at like tonight at nine to pick you up. So I worked at <laughs> Outback. So they let me work my shit. They officially kicked me out of treatment. I worked my shift at, at Outback. You and had I, a job. Yeah, had a oh, job. you were an outpatient. Yeah, I was about staying clean, man. Like I wanted to stay clean, and then uh, they were me up. giving the troublemakers to him back then. Yeah, yeah. That's he what got it all was. the knuckleheads, and I made. I he picked me up, brought me back to knuckleheads. Stay clean. They do. So sometimes they're really difficult, but man, yeah. I've seen the Boy Scout use, and I've seen the knuckleheads stay clean so many times. And yeah. I hate to say it because it's not, it's like you want to tell people like, hey, dude, like what you do matter, and like you know you want to take things seriously. Yeah. But you don't, you can't judge someone's desire to stay clean, and it might not show in their actions. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know no. what I mean. It's in their heart. Yeah, you can't really see it sometimes. He had, he had I it. I got to the halfway that it. night though. There was no bed for me. So he's like, "Hey, you're gonna sleep on the couch tonight." I was like, "All right, cool, man." So I I slept on the couch. Woke up the next day, and uh, I didn't see Mario no, yet. No, I had gone to work. Yeah, you had gone to work, but someone. But I like, seen. I saw you. What's we the were, difference in clean time? They were t- four months, right? He's February of 2011, and uh, no, 2012. 
2012. I'm October of 2011. Yeah. So, so four months? Four, four, yeah. You guys are coming up on nine years? No, no, no. 11. I have 11. 11. I have 11. Yeah. My math is off. Yeah. That's fine. So I mean, the other kids, <laughs> the other kids in the apartment, like, yeah, Yo, you know, Mario, like he was this infamous character. And I was like, who's that? Describe him. They're like, yeah, short little Italian kid. I was like, yeah, he owns a 12 step house. <laughs> Cause he was up at the podium, like, you know, directing orders. Like it was, was you I know, the secretary or the key. Nah, you were the chair. You were I was chair. chairing. You were chairing. Holy yeah. shit. Mario is one of the few occasions where someone comes in gun ho and just stays gun ho. Yeah. Straight up. And it's Thank like God. a lot of times people come in and. And uh, and when they're gun ho, you get like skeptical. You're like, all right, kids. Oh, there was a down. lot of that. There was a lot of. And that. like at yeah. the same time, I, I came in as super gun ho, very gun ho. I didn't know this was a thing, you know. And when this, I'm talking about, you know, recovery. recovery in yeah, general. you're but, definitely about it, about your shit though. Thank God, man. Yeah. You know, I thank God every day for that, bro. But yeah, Gary was the guy on the couch, you know, yeah. for the first for the first day, and and I was I was told about him by Danny because I had. Built up a relationship with Danny. I can't believe we're all in our thirties now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry, it was like yesterday. Like 19, bro. <laughs> yeah, that feeling of being young we'll get old. goes away. It's crazy. I'd man. rather get old with this. Though. All I have to show for myself is a black Honda Accord, guy. There you so. go. <laughs> <laughs> well, so all right, Middle River. The way it happened, man, it was like the the fucking stars aligned, you know. And I'm I'm so glad it was Middle River because I went to the recovery place. For treatment. Prior to like good treatment centers coming around or like whatever, it was like I didn't even know the owner of Middle River. I just knew that the people there were staying clean. But that wasn't the case. But, but that's like where you send people. That wasn't the case in the beginning. Yeah, that wasn't. Like when oh, I went that there, wasn't the case. It but was let me tell you show, how right? I ended up in Middle River because you're gonna. This is fucking hilarious. And I told you this, but it never was of great importance back then. But it, it's it's hilarious. But I went to the recovery place. And I was there for 28 days, 23 days, something like that. My insurance gave out. I didn't know anything about People that. People who don't know, this is a treatment center that was around for a long time. Yeah. Like a anyone who got clean, like from 2000 to like 2010, 11, went yep. there. Yeah, they had like a they had 101 people in that in that bitch. Every month. Oh, yeah. Every month. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, I got out and they were like, what do you want to do? Um, you want to go to halfway? I was like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. You know, I can't go to New York. Uh, I was like, I can't go back home. I'm, I'm gonna get high. I knew, I knew at that time that there were pills in my home, and I, I just, I knew I didn't want to, but I knew I would get high, um, and I had already surrendered, and I was following that, but I didn't know it was divine what I was following, and um, I was just doing the right thing. So they were like, oh, there's this place, Middle River, and we could, you know, you could go there, and no, no, no not Middle River, John's place, which was affiliated with with the treatment center at the time. They were like, you could go to John's place, blah 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 blah. So. I was like, yeah, let me do that. So I went to John's place and um, that was like, I don't know, a, a 10 minute walk from the 12 step house at the time. They gave me a meeting list and I went in there. I, had, I didn't have food. I didn't have anything. I was uh, Brian, Lau Brian, uh, my buddy was my roommate. He would fucking literally feed me so I wouldn't die. And um, <laughs> I didn't have feeding everybody. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't even have EBT at the time. Uh, you know, I didn't have anything. Um, and I would Which are all things we all get. I That's another thing my parents didn't let me get. I remember my boy being like, you don't have EBT stamps? And I was like, no. He's like, oh, dude, let me like help like you. Like you weren't cool. Yeah, bro, I, I put like, it on <laughs> Facebook. Bro, I told my Smiling <laughs> like it was a flex. I'm about to go. I'm about to order mine. <laughs> yeah, you want to see if we can get them now? <laughs> yeah, told, fuck yeah. it. I told Run my it. dad. My dad was like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's like $200 a week in food. Why wouldn't you do it? Come on, I mean, man. technically you pay into it. I mean, yeah. we didn't at this point because we weren't taxed. We could justify the shit out of that nowadays. Yeah, nowadays. We, got, we, got we, little, we earned that too. We got a little clarity. Yeah. You know? yeah. But um, so <laughs> I would go to the 12th of house, right? And um, 
NAAA. I didn't give a shit. I would just sit there until humans came and mm -hmm. then I would go into meetings and I would sit there and I'd be like, oh, you know, and, and, and I, I was enjoying the fact that I was staying clean. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anything. And I somehow picked up um, a, a business card of a guy named Danny. I, I think Danny Keen left his business card on a fucking on the chairs in the meeting. I don't know at the time. That's because fire. I, I picked up a card, put it in my pocket. Right? Yeah, see, there was a time where like stuff like that wasn't frowned upon because yeah. it was like, you know, this guy's just like trying to make trying ends to meet. Yeah. You know what at I mean? Like time. trying to make ends meet, make a little money and like help people. Yeah. It wasn't like poaching, poaching no. in no. this like malicious type of way. Like now if someone did that, you're like scumbag. It looks know? nefarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because yeah. this guy loves the, that the, word. The well I love it. It's a good Same. word. It's a good word. It's very I, relevant. I just nowadays. learned it yesterday. <laughs> I think I, I think yeah. I was saying it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I learned that word. When you said it, I was like, damn, he's been smarter than me. No, nefarious? I've just been reading. Nefarious. No, nefarious. Nefarious. Yeah, no, nefarious. Like evil in, like, intent. Evil intent. Evil intent. Ill intent. You know, it's just, Nefarious. you know, we've been reading, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what I read, is. but I don't think I pick up new words. I just, like, go over well, the ones I don't. Well, I actually picked that yeah. one up from Jordan Peterson because he talks about tyrants yeah. and tyrannical behavior and shit like that. Okay. Jordan um, B. Peterson, shout out. Who is that? It's who I was showing you who was uh, interviewing Michael Franchise. He's the, the old guy? Psychologist? The, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know about him. He's the, who's <laughs> the famous psychologist before him? That. Not, Which one? Not the Pavlov. The older ones, like Young and, and yeah, Young. And, what's yeah. his name? Carl, Carl, Young. Carl Young. He's like the Carl Young of our generation. Yeah, he's, got you. He's he's big. He's big. Yeah. So I went. Uh, I was in John's place, and they came one day. I had thirty days clean, and they were like, "We're turning this into day treatment. Everyone's got to go." <laughs> That's where I went. Right. That's where he went. They kicked him out, bro. So the in. way the way that it worked was they kicked me out. They brought him in, but I didn't know what was happening. I was freaking out. I'm from New York. I never been clean. I don't know. They're kicking me out. I got to find a new place to live. I had this guy Danny's number. Now I met a Danny in AA, right? Cuz back then I would go to I, I didn't care. And I thought I connected the dots. This is that guy I met in AA, right? Turns out it wasn't that fucking guy. It was Danny Keen. So I was like, "Oh, I know this guy. Let me call him and ask for help." Yeah. You know, cuz it, it was a sober living yeah. business <laughs> card, right? So I was like, "Maybe there's something." So I call this guy, right? Danny, and uh who I think is the Danny I know. And hello. And I'm like, hey, Danny, it's Mario. I met you at a meeting. He's like, okay, what's going on? And I was like, I was like, oh, look, dude, like, I, I need help. I was like, they're kicking us out of this treatment center. I was like, I got three roommates and um, we're all looking for somewhere else to go. He's like, are you fucking moving tomorrow? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I fucked this place. I'll leave right now. He was like, well, you want to come through a walkthrough? Come, come look at the place. So I go over there, right? <laughs> I'm looking for this guy I know from the meet. It's not, he's not there. This fucking gangster with a top hat with glasses is standing there looking at me. I pull up and we're like, you know, we get out and we're like, uh, I'm like, hello. He's like, I eat barrio. And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, what's going on? This is the place. And it wasn't him, but I was like, fuck it. I, I was like, I'm going to roll with it. Whatever. But yeah. it wasn't the guy I knew. So he walked us in and he, he, you know, he told us that they just cleaned house. They kicked everybody out. We found out later that, Middle River wasn't the most prominent place at that time. And the people that were there had were rumored, allegedly, to uh, get a prostitute to come to the halfway house. They didn't pay her. They were all using. Pimp came? The pimp came to collect, and it was a big ordeal 
that and he kicked everybody out. Isn't the first rule of that stuff like get paid first? I forget that. I forgot that. I was that. a twenty-year-old kid. I didn't have any rules. I just didn't want to use. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just talking about the other guys. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought girl. he was just using and and the girls. girl should have should have done better. But <laughs> you know how we are. Good. We're manipulative. They manipulated. I'm, you know. She's from another halfway. Like, yeah, that's probably what it was. That's probably the truth of what it was. Christ. It probably wasn't. You know, they probably made it to be a bigger story than it was. But so they all got kicked out. And <laughs> the next day they brought us in. Right. So I went in there. I, we literally took over an entire room. Now, my crew wanted to stay clean. Everyone that had been in Middle River before that, they didn't. They didn't. You know, Middle River was known as the treatment centers of people that people were going there at the time. And you could have girls over. It was the black sheep. Yeah, but Danny changed the layout. No more girls. No more this. No more that. And he was enforcing the rules, you know. Not that he wasn't before. It's just things slipped through the cracks, I guess. Right. And uh, so we moved in there, me and a couple guys, and we started staying clean. And then... Who came over? You, Brian? Me, Brian, my buddy. McTaggart, right? Andrew Andrew McTaggart, and, and then I think my buddy Mike from Philly at the time. But I think he left. He's the kid I took his bed. And you came. Yeah, yeah, I took his bed. Yeah, yeah and like fast forward a couple months, and Danny's like, yo, this guy, he's fucking trouble. He just got in trouble at one of these other pl at the place you came from. <laughs> me? Yeah. Oh, they told you about Danny it? Danny told me you were coming. He told me there's going to be a guy, he's coming. He's going to sleep on the couch, and then the next day after that, um, when the guy Bam. leaves, he's going to be in there. And and sure enough, I, I wake up to go to work, and there's this guy sleeping on the couch. It's Gary, who's going to become one of my best friends. You know, and we're going to stay clean and go all over the place doing recovery. And um, he's sleeping there, and next to him is a basic text. Yeah. You know? And I had the step working guy, too. Yeah, the step working guy and a basic text. And I looked at it, and I was like, I, I knew a little bit. I looked at the basic text, and I looked at this guy sleeping, and I was like, all right. Recovery paraphernalia. We yeah. could we could do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and <laughs> yeah. that was the start of the new saga of Middle River. Yeah. It was and and I never felt the need to flex this because it's such a weird thing to flex, but we were the recovery of that place. Mm -hmm. We yeah. brought it back and we attracted we we flipped it to where if you were using, like <laughs> we wanted to beat your ass. Yeah. You know, like I know that's wrong now, but and we <laughs> yeah, did I gotta say this. So Go Mary, Mario took the newcomer under his wing, right? Mm -hmm. But there were people that <laughs> Go ahead. there were Go people ahead. that just like <laughs> had no couth. And I remember no one what? day no couth. Like no no wherewithal, right? And and Mario's <laughs> Mario's They were dizzy. Yeah, Mario at this point I've been living there a year, right? We're gonna we're gonna bounce around a little yeah. bit. Go he ahead. was an aggressive vacuumer. He still is. When he's in the <laughs> vacuum mode, he's cleaning, don't get in the fucking way. And he's vacuuming in our little carpet that we have, the throw carpet in, in our apartment eight. That's all we have. And some kid just opens the door and doesn't knock. He goes, hey, man, I don't know who told you that's okay, but this ain't the playroom. You see, I got the vacuum out, right? And the kid was just shell-shocked. He's like, oh, sorry. I think it was... It was uh, No, he was new-new. I don't remember his he name. He was new-new, but, but he, he looked at you wrong or something a couple days before. Well, I mean, there was kids there. When kids were there that were like, even if they were new-new, like, I made it very clear, like, yo, our room is not an NA meeting. Yeah, you that know? shit was like, funny, like, though. Like, we're going we're gonna to keep it, like, when in here, like, like this is our area. It's a sanctuary, like, yeah. Yeah, like, so if somebody's, like, teetering... Yeah. They got no fucking business. And here. don't get me wrong. And that, that we, we was fucked how we around. Went. We fucked around. Dave Mariano was my roommate in there too. Yeah. So uh the air conditioning was pretty scarce in the building. So what they did was they put a fan up to their door so the air from the unit would reach the fan, then the cool off the occupants, him and 
with Brian. So we would just like run up to the fan, fart into the fan, <laughs> and the fart would just go into the room, and then we'd run back in our bed, and then all of a sudden we'd hear an expletive. <laughs> but we did some funny shit like that, you know? Yeah, I mean? I mean, the fact was at that time you you were still fresh enough. You didn't have a job yet, and I was waking up. No, nah, I was actually working at Taco Bell. But your hours were different. So yeah, you were, they, were up, they were playing skate. You remember that game? They were playing skate. Yeah. And uh, there were some good skaters out of there, bro. There were yeah, some good kids who skated. Well, there was myself. I forgot about that because even I, like, I was pretty well established at that point in time, like, in yeah. my mind. Yeah. But I remember I would be like, yo, I'll come skate with you guys. I'll yeah, like, you no, did. this guy's yeah, good. Did. Brian yeah. Piccolo. This, yeah. this guy's good yeah. at skateboarding. Yeah, he's so, really good. Yeah. So there was Dean, Taco, Dean Heller, yeah. Dave Mariano skated. Uh, there's this dude, Rich. I got varial flips. You Don't have, you've been had varial flips. Hank and varial flips? Yeah, yeah. varial flips? Yeah, I, I have it on film outside yeah. Tijuana Flats when he wasn't vegan. <laughs> <laughs> he missed those days, bro. He missed those I days. I still got varial flips, <laughs> though. Would you, would you eat a piece of chicken right now for five grand? Five grand? Yup. He would Absolutely. eat it. Yeah, Are you he kidding me? Two grand. Yeah. Fifteen hundred. Yeah. A hundred. One hundred dollars. See? It's gotta be. Not a hundred? Nah, it's gotta be a stack of more. What if it's a hundred to charity? I don't know. <laughs> What's your opinion? Well, on it that? depends what charity it is. Middle River, the best one ever. I don't know. Think of one. One where the shit goes to where it's supposed to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not just ten percent. <laughs> if one goes, to, if it goes to where it's because I'm not eating chicken that makes a fucking guy a couple yeah. bucks, you know. Ten like percent. Um, yeah, but the skateboarding around the, sick and the shit. skateboarding scene, man, blew up. I remember being at the Twelve Step House. Four months into friendship with him, feeling okay at Middle River. We got food. You know, well, they had food. I was. We got to get Rob Harry on the show. You do. You definitely do. But this kid had a skateboard in the 12-step house. I bust a switch flip. I'm like, yo, I'm going to get a skateboard. So I got the skateboard. Taco came out of the woodwork. Rob Harry. Rob Harry's got a mean heel flip. That was a whole era for them. That was so cool. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. It was cool because it was like, it was very like, um, apparent that this is a long lost love for all of you guys. So yeah. it was like, this is what we used to do before drugs. Yeah. When so I was, was at cool. Middle River, I had known Taco 18 months prior because I was, I was already in rehab with him. Same oh, with Rob wow. Harry. The first day in Florida, I'd never been to Florida in my life. I touched down 2010s, two years before I met yeah. you. And I was walking into TRP while Rob Harry was getting kicked out. Mm -hmm. It was epic. He had a skateboard. I was like, yo, can Same I do day? It? Same day. September 15, 2012. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Ask him, call him. He'll verify. 2010. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, can I do a switch heel on your board? He's like, uh, you probably shouldn't, dude. I'm getting kicked out. I'm like, for what? He's like, I don't know. He's talking about something. But uh, yeah, Rob Harry. Shout Rob out Rob Harry. Good the guy. bath's all bandit. Yeah, the man. He, bandit. He's one of those He's one of those knuckleheads that like did for years, couldn't stay clean. Everything was a fucking joke to him. Yep. And um, I remember like just looking at him. He was, just, he was just like a nightmare mess and just so funny. He yeah. was just like, yeah. He's a to wild see kid. Him, to see him as an adult now is like... Yeah. He's got a kid. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. He bought a house. Bought a house. He's got a girl. Me, him, and his dad went golfing. That was fucking epic, dude. That's cool. Yeah. He's always been a great dude. This is two months ago. He's always been a great guy. Rob. Yeah. I've always yeah. had a good friend of mine. But yeah, like, so we were there. And then what happened was with, middle, with, with the place at the time was like, people would come and people would go, but people started sticking, you know? And, like, the people that were sticking, like, we all, like, it became a crew. 
Yeah. You know, and it was like same home group and shit. Yeah, right? we were all part of the same home Monday group. Live. Went to the same meetings. We did service. We made service cool. Like, and we knew that that you know our our personal recovery was different from what was going on in the in the halfway and and from treatment. And we we all differentiated between that and like those were the conversations that we had. And we busted each other's balls and we started doing these different things. We would go to Lester's. We would mm -hmm. quote Goodfellas for fucking hours Yo. <laughs> and hours. We would just we would just sit there and just laugh and just bust each other's chops. And Remember the blackout? Yeah, wait, what year was that? 2012 blackout. When, uh, All Fort Lauderdale was dark. Remember that? I, I, I vaguely remember that. I Did, was still there? Yeah. You, I was, uh, yeah, you didn't leave for another year. And what happened? Oh, I remember because it got hot as shit. I feel like it was cold. It wasn't cold. The air was off. Nah, I feel like it was winter, man. Was it? Remember it got real cold down here? It, it always does a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I feel like Every it was year. dark and cold. I can't remember. I, can't I, don't know. I loved it, man. We ordered Domino's. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was it it was it was crazy times, man. And and you know, we a lot of uh, the people that weren't staying clean, they just kind of like stopped wanting to be at Middle River. Mm -hmm. Because we 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 developed an atmosphere where it was like, you know, almost like you know when when somebody doesn't really talk shit about people and other people are like uncomfortable to even go around them and try to. Mm -hmm. That was Middle River yeah. with staying clean. Like people were like, oh shit, man, those those guys over there aren't fucking around. Like you know, maybe we should just go mm -hmm. to a, another place. And like this place rose from the ashes. Yeah, that like people weren't sending them, and then next thing you know, like Danny was fucking. You know, the Buick was clean. The fucking fedora was different, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, like yeah, shit, fresh, started, everything was everything fresh. started getting better, and and like That's he cool. he cared about us. He he would uh you know he would look out for us, and and, and as it was cool too, because like especially back then, like you see nowadays, like a lot of different things, and you know I'm not in the treatment at all, so I don't know a lot of the inner shit. But like back then, um you know common sense is still common for me. But like if you had a sponsor, and um, we're doing the right thing but you were behind on the rent. He was going to get his fucking money. Mm -hmm. But if you were doing the right thing to stay clean, he would allow a little more wiggle room. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, and had, I'm sure he knew from other people where other people were like, yo, this kid's actually doing the deal. Yeah, yeah, because he was in, remember, you're doing service? Danny, yeah. I just chaired the fucking yeah. meeting. <laughs> so literally, <laughs> I was I was working at Outback and he's like, hey, the rent's due. I'm like, yeah, no doubt. Drive me to Outback, we'll get the rent. <laughs> so I go get the check from Outback, right? He's in the parking lot. I go back into his car and uh, we're at the stoplight and I'm like, uh, thanks for picking me up, man. We just got to stop at the bank and we'll take care of that. And he goes, that's cool. Oh, so where are you working? You working with Mario at Tiger Direct? <laughs> I'm like, we just slept <laughs> Outback. <laughs> but this guy, this guy had a bleeding heart, man. He came around with a Chinese food menu. Everybody's name on it. Chicky. 175 or what was it 155. 155 and he would be like hey 155 come here like just busting balls but this guy was was awesome and one time i don't know if we ever talked about this but i was like two weeks behind i knew i was two weeks behind but danny didn't bother me normally he was very punctual like hey the week is up you need the money give me the money and i was like yeah i got the rent he's like how many how many weeks just one week i'm like yeah like automatically went to lie right and i felt dirty and he goes you sure? I'm like, nah, man, it's two weeks. He goes, good boy. <laughs> You're finally growing. And I was like, damn, that felt good, man. I was able to overcome that <laughs> by myself. Oh, shit. Was... You guys are like ripping up the Chinese menu. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, he had, he, he knew who owed him money. No, nah, but the place was so important to me because 
like <clears throat> when I got kicked out of treatment, I knew I didn't want to feel like the way I was feeling anymore, but I wasn't sure that I was okay with being out of my comfort zone down here. Like I was going to try and dope fiend mom again, but I'm so blessed that they dropped me off at middle river because I, I saw you at the 12 step. You know, I literally thought you managed You had the that place. comfortability from were, that. Yeah. Right. And he's up there, you know, at the podium and shit. I'm like, I, I don't know what this recovery thing is, but slept on the couch, woke up, heard that you lived there. I was like, all right, like, you know, this kid's cool. Like, uh, you know, if this kid's talking about staying clean, I'll fuck around and try. So, you know, definitely. Well, I had already props. knew people like him, you know? He came in. You came I in already, and spoke when I was in TRP. Yeah. So we, That's like, you had four we years knew, clean. We knew, yeah. I mean, we knew it was possible to yeah. be young and yeah. clean. It's interesting because, like, so many people have been like, dude, you came and spoke it. Because I used to speak at TRP all the time. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of people who, till today, will tell me, like, dude, you spoke at my treatment center. because. Yeah. When you get clean and you just see people that don't look like you or don't like have any common interest in you, even though you believe them and you like want to do the right thing, yeah, it's just hard to think that like it's even appropriate for you to be doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe when yeah. I get to that level, that commonality, that. yeah, you need that. Yeah, and it's like for me, thank God, like even like when I got clean, there was there wasn't that many young people, but to me, like if you were in your if you're like twenty twenty five. We were like the same age. That shit was cool. Even though I was young, the fact that someone was like 25 or 23 or 26, you know, I used with people around that age. So, like, I didn't, like, you know, need a teenager. You know what I mean? Yeah. 20, 25, Yeah, same you thing. saw someone that was like Pretty 25 and, and they had, like, the same haircut as you and listened mm -hmm. to the same music and kind of dressed like you and knew how to do a kickflip. You were yeah. like, you were, when you were I, like, all right. When I got there, you were 20. Yeah. Now you're 31. So, and I was 24 and I yeah. felt so much older than you. Really? Because I remember him saying, like, yeah, my brother's 24. Talking about <laughs> your older brother and shit. Like, I felt old and crusty, right? Well, you were kind of like, even though you were newly clean and less clean time than me, you were kind of like a brother. Like, a, like you kind of became like a like a big brother to me in yeah, that absolutely, sense. Absolutely. But I remember feeling so old. much older than Wow. Him. And now, we're, now he's 31 and I'm 35. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you feel and older it, than him now? I feel fatter. What was the age group uh, in Middle River? Because I feel like there was a lot of young people I mean, there. we were all 20, 24. They kept beating up the door. I think he was fucking 18 or something. He was like, he was like 38. Dude. He looked like he was 50. But I think he, <laughs> he, I thought he was just young came and looked from old. Charlotte. He was fucking worked. That, that fucking, you know, remember Timmy? You remember Timmy? Danny's, Danny's brother? brother? This kid was our roommate. Oh, he, he, he was drinking out of my iced. Everybody was getting got as far as food, right? No. I'll tell you about the time Mario tried to murder me in a little bit. But <laughs> I mean, people were eating each other's food, and I was eating. I was eating some food, right? That wasn't mine. I never ate anybody's food. But He'll, when someone ate I never mine, did. I felt so violated, violated, right? But you were eating. But I was food? eating people's food, right? How much? Like what? Like hurt people? Like, fucking if there, hurt if people. If there were ten wings in there, nobody's gonna notice one wing's missing, right? You would take one though. I'll take one. Take one way. He was skimming off the top. If right? there's Oreos, I'm gonna take two. There's 40 in the pack. You know what I mean? And um, but anyway, this kid was drinking out of my thing, so I'm like, Danny, you gotta get him out of our room. And he moves well, him down to five. Guy? That was Nick. Next thing you know, the next day, he's Danny's like 
kicking him out for some other reason. He's breaking the door. He like, broke the fit. door off the hinge, mm-hmm. refusing to leave. And then all of a sudden, we walk down there, and Timmy, Danny's brother, is outside. <laughs> all I'm like, Timmy, what's going on? And all of a sudden, you hear, I don't know, this motherfucker's going to get it. I'm like, oh, man. What was it? A taser? A taser. A taser. Danny's wrestling with the guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something going on in Danny's there, wrestling with him to get him out. He said, you get I saw his hands. top hat fly. He said, you get your hands off my fucking brother. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. Timmy I'll push said. your shit back. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but they were wild together, man. They used to... Uh, they were good. They were good. Timmy, like, looked out for Danny. Danny looked out for Timmy. There was an old folklore that one of them would go up to the drug dealer to purchase drugs, and one would pretend to be a cop out of the, out out of the bush, and... Uh, you know, arrest the guy, take his drugs, and say, "All right, you're free to go." <laughs> it just these, you know, these, quick these are the things that he would tell. He he had stories he would tell us, and 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 we, you know, I wasn't there when he he told that ultimately one got meetings. when he ultimately got sick. Um, but uh, but you know, he got sick, and like it was, it was cool. Everybody was there. I him. used to uh, take people's money. And then when they used to call me, because I, not like rob them, but I would be like, well, I would eventually, but. Middleman. Well, I would be like, hey, give me the money. I'll come back. Yeah. So they would like, give me money for like, you know, a pound of weed or something. But I'll be right <laughs> back. And then when they would call, I would pretend to be a detective and saying like, hey, this kid just got arrested. Is this, do you guys have anything to do with this? And they wouldn't answer. They would oh apologize God. for me oh getting arrested. God. Oh, perfect. Then when they would Clean call, when yeah, they would yeah. call me, I'd be like, "Bro, my shit's hot. Like, don't call me." Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they don't. Even, they're like, "I don't even want to." They'd be like, "Oh, bro, keep it." <laughs> and then next, they would feel bad that I got arrested because yeah. these are like not drug addicts, like kids who like do drugs. Yeah, and yeah, they, they got the money yeah, to throw. Yeah, of yeah. course. But then after you like were on three blues at this point, right? Yeah. So then, like after like the same story happened to a couple people, like, "Oh, that kids are the same shit." They start me. talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they start talking. But the food thing, the same, man, man, like I never ate, I never ate, uh, Why don't you tell me about food? the time, uh, you know, what? They almost died. Oh, you didn't almost die. Yeah, I could have died. All right. So, you know, ah, oh, shit. Well, so let me build up. Gary was eating my shit consistently. Like what? Um, I don't know. I, Oreos, pretzels, cookies. You know, I wasn't me now, you know, so I was eating whatever, whatever I had, whatever, uh, you know, at first I was on EBT, but then. I got when I got a job, even though I was not making any money, I I didn't redo my EBT. I didn't redo my money because I knew I could have. Serious lied. question: How long did you guys wait to do that? To do what? The food stamps? To to get off food stamps? Right away. I swear what to God. What about you? He never was on it, was he? I had a month or two when I was okay. on it, bro. I had less time on the food stamps than than not. Okay. Yeah. Bro, I was like really like listening That's why to what so people hungry, were saying. Dude. I was trying. <laughs> and like, he had like months and months of free food. I'm like, dude. Not at that point. So what happened was, <laughs> damn. He would share. take my food when I had EBT because he was like, man, fuck I it, slowed you up know. when you had to pay for but it. Though. Then, when, <laughs> I really did. <laughs> when I had to pay I for it, when I paid I for up. it, when I paid for it, um, he, 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 he was still eating it, but he, I trimmed it back a little bit. He would trim off the top, but I forget what I had. Um, what did I have? That, you had some uh, cookies, man. You had wrote I, down on a napkin. These are a, non-EBT, comma, cash-bought cookies. There are nine of them. He Please did do that? Not, yeah, he did. I came home, dude. This was how bad it was, bro. So he I, was actually I, the reason I got out of halfway. So I rewrote the, the note, but I put eight. No, eight. for your pretzels. Oh, yeah, you rewrote the note. And I actually ate a cookie because I was so offended by that because our friendship was strong at this point. You're like, bro, I can't even have one cookie. You yeah. thought it was justifiable to yeah, eat the cookie. Yeah, and I'm buying them Taco Bell because, you know, when no, we're, when we're out. Remember no, the $5 Dorito box? Don't trip. The one? Yeah. The one? 
2013? Shit. So he bought pretzels, the big the big thing container of pretzels. Mm -hmm. And he, he left a post-it note. He said, In this in this container are 376 pretzels. Peanut butter ones, you know what I'm saying? EBT like, bought not money. Don't eat my pretzels. <laughs> they fucking, you well, know. Well, the truth, the truth is, is I wasn't like the villain of the house eating there, but everybody was eating. Like Dave Mariano was eating Mariano's Well, that's what food. we found out. Yeah. Because that's what we found out but, because I ran an experiment. <laughs> you know, I did a little chemical This is warfare. crazy, bro. <laughs> what did you do? You know, so. Well, I was getting so frustrated. So I told chemical my roommate. Warfare. I told my roommate, Brian, I said, I'm going to kill one of these motherfuckers. Wait, are we talking about Brian, Brian Kilmurray? No. No, no, no. no. Okay. He was there, too, too. But no. He was there, too. So yeah. many characters. He's the man, bro. Yeah. He just has. I haven't spoke to him. to him in a while, but. Yeah. Both those, Brian. I love, I love he was that. just such a. I don't know. I got like so much love for Brian Kilmurray. He was just like me too. He's very supportive. He had bro. the hatchback uh, Ford Escort. He was running. Yeah, he was running miles in the dude, parking lot and doing monster, hundreds of pushups. Back dude, then, he, he would eat a pizza. He looked like he was nineteen, and he mm -hmm. like had the body of like a fucking of Zeus, the Zeus. Liver King. Yeah, bro. He had well, yeah. He was bigger than Liver King. Yeah, now. naturally, yeah. natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. was just, a and he was supportive as shit when and, I started working out. Giant. Sweet kid, gentle giant, very sweet. Yeah, he yeah. was around when I started working out. Yeah, and he was like, "Yo, you're doing great. Keep going." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, you know, he's a so. beast, bro. Yeah. But um, so all right, so I, I bought some Oreos, right? The the pack, the small pack, double stuff, double double. Were they doubles? Well, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one of these. I'm gonna get this guy. I'm gonna get Gary, right? So well, at this point, he wasn't sure who it was. No, I I thought it was Gary. Right. I, I I was convinced. But it was a multitude of. Well, this is what happens. Yes. This is what happened. So I took the Oreos, right? How many? Um, like a whole box? No, like a little pack. Little pack, like the little like pack that you rip Ooh, open. That's plastic. Like the individual the, the peel bags. Yeah, I the opened them so that the individual would know they were open. Yeah, I took a few out and I took some of the um cream? some of the cream out and I put soap in Dove. the cream. Dove right? soap. Dove soap. Like a chiseled. I like a art. Like a piece of art. Like I ch I scraped it and I put it and I covered it with cream. It looked like and a then, double um, stuff cookie. It, yeah, and then yeah. I sprayed it with. <laughs> with fucking Windex. <laughs> yeah. Now I wasn't. That's, man, that's manslaughter. So my thinking was this. <laughs> my thinking was this. These are my fucking Oreos. <laughs> I'm doing what I want with my fucking Oreos. Mm -hmm. If you eat my Oreos and get sick, then you won't eat my shit ever again. I wonder you if know? you could I wasn't go to trying jail to... if you put like rat poison in them and you were like that's, well, we were that's close. Actually, yeah, we that's... were close. I mean that's probably <laughs> some of the same thing. mutual uh, ingredients are probably you know double up and from one to the other. But that wasn't my I wasn't trying to kill a motherfucker but if it happened <laughs> you were trying to you were trying to like instill some some learning in fear. You. Yeah. I just yeah. I mean cuz well, you I, want somebody to learn a lesson. I just wanted somebody to get sick. Yeah. And think about what they did. Yeah, yeah. And I know I'm not guy. And think then I'm, you could find out who it is. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. so this is what happened. The big thing. I wake up, the Oreos aren't on the table. Right? <laughs> I'm like, the Oreos are gone. I'm like, All of them? No, they're just the there packs. A couple gone, remain. Right? Okay. I open the garbage, pack. right? I open the garbage up. I see a couple fucking bit Oreos. I'm like, somebody, I got them. I got them, right? So I go up to Dave, my roommate, another roommate. Our other roommate. <clears throat> And Brian, I, 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 let's be frank. I thought it was Gary. Yeah, like he, I was. Well, he was I hoping was, it was me. Cause I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was talking to the other two. Yeah, confident it was Gary. Yeah. So I tell them, I'm like, yo, I fucking got him. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like, I fucking poisoned those Oreos, man. I put fucking <laughs> soap and this and that. They're like, are you fucking kidding? Like my my roommate Brian, he was just like, yeah, all right. 
Like he he wasn't impressed. He wasn't impressed by much. But Dave Dave was like a little froggy. He was like, yeah, good job. Like good job. So fast forward, I we didn't talk about this again, right? You know, this just went ghost. Yeah. So fast forward, like, three, like four three, years, three four years, yeah. From then, right? I'm with Dave. We're going to the beach, and he goes, "Yo, Chicky." I'm like, "What's up, man?" He's like, "Yo, I gotta talk to you." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, bro. What's up? Everything, everything straight?" He's like, "You remember back then when you with the Oreos and Gary?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." He's like. Yo, Chicky, Gary didn't eat those Oreos. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I ate the Oreos. Why'd you fucking put soap in the Oreos and Windex? Wow. I was like, so he was on Trazodone at the time. Or what's, what's the one? Yeah, Trazodone. That makes yeah. you wake up and fucking eat sweets like a crazy oh, yeah, person. Trazodone. Trazodone. He was waking up and fishing for sweets anywhere he could get. And turns yeah. out that night he was on Traz. He's Trazied up. He'd been oh into some God. fucking Windex. He, took, so my <laughs> he started cleaning windows after that. Did he that. get sick? <laughs> he might have. He my shout whole, out Dave. My whole for, yeah, shout out Dave. My whole case was it wasn't just me. So he so he wrote he'll ride this till the end of time. Yeah. That I tried to fucking kill him and that he was like this innocent, you know, well, yeah. victim. Everybody was getting each other, man. I remember I had wings in the thing. I knew I had five. So we was went to we food. went to Monday Night Live. I was chairing. Ryan was at home. I come back. I'm like, damn, I can't wait to eat my five wings. There was four, man. Like I, I didn't make You wanna big... know when I knew he was trouble? When I knew it when I knew he was fucking <laughs> trouble. Brian, Brian never ate anybody's oh, shit. shit. He never ate anybody's fucking shit ever. Mm -hmm. no, like, I swear to God, I will vouch for this he guy. He ate my wing that one. No, he so. never ate nobody's shit. Dave, before he lived in our apartment, came to our apartment with, uh, <laughs> with Domino's, right? And he got the lot. Remember the lot? You know the lava cake? The little chocolate thing from there? It's like a little brownie. It's like a little brownie, yeah. right? Yeah. He got, he filled up real good, so he couldn't eat it, right? So he left it in our apartment. Gary. Uh, Dave left and Gary's in there. He's like, man, fuck that shit, man. I'm about to eat that fucking lava cake, right? I don't remember saying that. So he's, he, oh he's, he probably said more than that, to be frank. <laughs> he ate, eats the lava cake, right? He's like, man, I'm gonna tell that motherfucker Brian ate it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yo, how are you just deliberately gonna do this, right? I so did he's like, say that. So he's I like, did. yo, Chicky, don't say shit. He's like, don't say shit about this lava cake. Now I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna, right? But I didn't know that I was going to get roped into this by him after I pledged to not say nothing about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I go to work, right? I was working at CompUSA sh selling TVs and, and uh, computers and, and warranties and shit like that. Push cat. And, uh, yeah, push cat. And what's it called? So I come home from work. Dave's in my room. Gary's sitting there with Dave, right? And, he, and Gary looks at me. <laughs> as soon as I come in, he goes... Yo, Chicky, you eat this motherfucker's lava cake? <laughs> I walk in, and then Dave, Dave's sitting there confused. With, now, this is back, like, this one lava cake meant a uh -huh. lot to him. And then for the, I think the, it was like $5 for each. For the next 15 minutes, he's telling Dave that it was fucking Brian. Wow. And it, Bri Brian, Brian, Brian comes. At this point, man, like, like, like the, going back to the college thing, I was like, man, it's college. We're, we're staying it's, clean. It was fun. You know, it was we're working steps, man. We're eating each other's shit. It's funny, man. You know, like humor's been a big part of my story. So thank God. Like, I mean, I thank God for all these moments. But I bought them. I, next time we got Domino's, I got them two more lava cakes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Gary always made it right. But, you know uh, I mean? but yeah, man. Shock like we, value for me. We, we, we had a blast. And, and, and this set the precedent for, like, us staying clean, you know, for long term. A day and there's time. a lot of people we know that are getting clean now that are in their 30s and they have families and kids. And they don't get the halfway experience, or they think that they d can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people with kids or with a family are like, "Bro, I can't go live in halfway." I do know people who do it, mm -hmm. 
and they have a good job or whatever, and they choose to go stay in halfway. I think structure. I think you know that's amazing. That's, you know, I tell, that's, people, that I tell people, I, like, dude, I don't care what you have going on. Go to mm-hmm. a halfway house. I don't care if you're a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're doing it for the structure and the camaraderie, and you're doing like the more difficult thing. You know, dude, yeah. being at your house. Not the same as being in a halfway. Well, like you said, same mission, same energy. You want to learn patience and surrender? Crash course. Yeah. I don't know if I'd still be clean if it wasn't for that, like, initial structure, Mm -hmm. camaraderie, you know? Like, we're both early in recovery. You just got clean. I'm, I'm getting clean. I'm like, I'm trying to stay clean and... Yeah, and you're sitting on the couch. Yeah. You just got off from work. You don't want to go to a meeting. Yeah. Everyone's like, bro, get your fat ass off the couch. Yeah, We're going yeah. to a meeting. But and that's was, the thing, yeah. bro. I was like, yo, what meeting are we going to tonight? We were at meetings mm-hmm. seven days a week, bro. We were right near the, the clubhouse. Yeah. So we would go yeah. over there regularly. And then we found out there was other ones. And we would go to them. And then like, yep. what happened was we started meeting people. We started meeting the Deans, the Masons, the these guys that were had their flavor mm-hmm. of recovery. And they were gung-ho about it. And then we, you know. Are you, you guys... You guys have more clean time than Dean and Mason? Dean's got more than no, me. Dean's I, got I got more. Oh, they, more got more than, they got more than us, yeah. Wow. Dean, I got yeah, more than Mason. Those are my claim to fame. I always say that. Dean yeah, September. Yeah. Dean September of 2011. I'm October. Dude, I heard uh, Mason yeah. speak at a, a convention. And dude, it was like, he spoke at this workshop. It was so incredible for me to see that. Because it's like, I remember when he first got clean yeah. and how broken he was. And even Dean, bro. Dean was just so miserable for like years, bro. I was sponsoring him. He just like, wasn't feeling it like mm-hmm. life yeah and dude one day he just it clicked it clicked, bro. Yeah, it clicked. Crazy, you have to stay bro. clean for it to click i remember mm-hmm. being at the skate that's park. the miracle i remember being at the skate park with dean and he had a yellow key tag nine months mm-hmm. i was like damn you got nine months bro because what is it? so he got clean in september oh, I had five six months he, i'm like you got or maybe less than six months and he goes yeah it's shit's about to turn clear <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you're about to have a year." Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure being cool. hyped on that because yeah. that's why I like jujitsu because there's belts. You know, like yeah. getting to that next level and like knowing like like those key tags meant so much to me and like still do. Hell yeah. You know, and that, and that's you know obviously we're talking about Middle River, but that's the cool thing. Like we set these foundations up with the camaraderie, with the same mission, the same enemy, and now you can fast forward and because we stayed clean. Like we found things, each mm-hmm. one of us, that we have that we yeah. love. Gary's flying yeah. planes, I'm running hundred mile races, and you're fucking rolling on a mat with with uh, Royce Gracie. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's yeah, it's, it's amazing. Cool. It's amazing how like but, yeah, it transcends to everything you do in life. You mm-hmm. know, it really does. And if we didn't have that foundation, like I mean, we've seen so many people fucking throw it all away for just fucking dumb shit i just I, at the wedding i found out that somebody who was like inspirational to me i remember when i got clean they had a year and i'll never forget this like when i first got clean there was a group of people in recovery that had like nine months ten months six months that would go to clubs and like strip clubs and all this shit and like they would go to the media and they would all go out and like i remember there was this girl i thought she was so hot she was looking back probably on heroin at that time you know like using hardcore yeah but i was just like she's beautiful she had um serenity tatted on her chest and um, i remember like being like i thought this girl was just beautiful not i didn't have the courage to talk to her but she was dating my other friend and my friend was like oh hey what's up man what's going on like nothing i'm gonna go like this club with everybody and he was like dude i have a year clean and i won't go and i was like damn and I chose not to go. And like little by slowly, all those people either were, or were using or all used eventually, exactly. you know? Yeah. And I remember like that pivotal moment and like throughout my recovery, like you always had a year more than me. Like you always have those people. 
And um, dude, someone just told me at the wedding that he's using hard. And it's like, you know, it's the same story. Stop going to meetings. Yeah. Got a family. Family kills people, dude. Not a straight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, you, but at the same time, it's like a lot thing. of people who have kids and have a family really don't find the time or tell themselves they don't have the time to go to meetings. And they have this idea of like, I'll get back into it when I can. And sometimes they don't. Yeah. Yeah, and the opportunity to to fuck it up is gonna come before like the the yeah, and it's like, will, dude, I like back. I always think like, dude, what if I, you know, stay clean for years, stop going to meetings, and then get into a car accident, or like, you know, something happened. And at that moment, when you're, you're not weak, strong enough, and that's insidious. That's the insidious nature. I always it. tell people, dude, it's like driving without insurance. You know, when you're not plugged into recovery or going to a lot of meetings, it's like, hey, nothing might happen for a long time. You know. But it's that one then, day where yeah. you get rear-ended and now you, you know, you want to have that I just insurance. heard car insurance was a scam. Is it? Yeah, like we don't have I to have it legally. Well, bro, there's you so many. Want, you want it. You there's need so it, many but... people that drive without it that it kind of fucks the people with it. Legally, you're supposed to have it, but there's so yeah. many people who drive without it. And if they destroy your car, nothing's going to happen. But right. um, I think it's the only type of insurance that's ever been like, I felt insured. Yeah. Yeah, but when you have medical insurance, you ever get a huge bill in the mail? You're like, what the fuck is this shit? No, but let's say I get like a fender bender and the damage is only $800. I got to pay $2,000 before insurance will cover that. So here's the thing is that it's for big issues. For yeah. little issues, in my opinion, if it's less than two grand, you want to fix it yourself because the rates are going to be, exactly. be more than that. So if it's less than two grand, you probably want to fix it anyways. Yeah. If it's like eight to 10, you're probably going to use your insurance. Well, either way, it's going to get reported. So A, they're going to know about it and you got to pay for it yourself. Sometimes it doesn't. What if you hit a pothole or something? Or this lady hit the back of my car <laughs> and uh, scuffed it up. And I called to report mm -hmm. it just in case she called and said, this guy uh -huh. hit me. Backed up. And they and, put it on you. And they're like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> we don't care whose fault it is. Yeah. It's your, yeah, that's you know, true. So my, it wasn't big enough for them. That's why my premium went up to like $500. It wasn't even my fault. Oh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> <letting> me share. <laughs> and now today, we just keep, we're just keeping it rolling, bro. You know, we're keeping it rolling. How Some was that us? race you did? Oh, it was fucking, it was, it was sick. So, hey, I've been asking, hang on, hang on. Go ahead. It's a six hour race, but I saw that it said five hours and 30 minutes on your thing. Yeah. So that's my moving time. So like, if you can't get another lap or you don't think you, you stop when you, uh, what's it called? Like another lap won't count. So if you don't make it back. So my actual overall time was probably like another, like 10 minutes on top of that. Cause it didn't, uh, it doesn't count in that area. Like mm -hmm. when I stopped to drink real quick. So oh, I, okay. So, so I didn't have enough time to do a whole nother full lap. So that incorporates, that's just your moving time. That's your moving time. Yeah. So Wait, my, so, you, so if you get water or something, it doesn't mess up your pace. Not in Strava. No, you have to okay. click in view analysis and then view elapsed time to see like the gotcha. overall. Because the like breakdown. when I would like have to pee or get water, I would like pause it. And then I was like, is that cheating? No, it's not. It, no, it's not cheating. I mean, there's, dude, there's fucking, you know, anything you get into, there's, uh, like yeah, the, not the cheating, people. but you know what I mean. No, like, I know. There's, a, real lap there's the purists and everything, you know. Yeah. But I just, I just send it and then see what happens at the end. But, um, but no. So, the way the race went down. So there's a lot of great people at that event. Um, it's six number, hours. Who's number one? 
Number one was what was their lapse? Um, was it? Oh, was, was it? It might have been this chick, Amanda, and she did like thirty-eight miles, something wow. like that. So, so you were close. Yeah, it wasn't off. I, I my goal was forty. You know, and and we were talking about that. Would you place? Was, it's not a race where you place, right? Sixth out of the men and ninth overall oh, out of like fifty awesome. or something, something like that. No, I did. No, I did very well. Yeah. Um, and it's not my, number one. I'm just messing. It's not. It's not. <laughs> no, it's true. It's not. But um, <laughs> last year I had COVID when I ran. You it. were doing all this training. You probably got six place. Yeah, I had COVID when I ran and this race last year. You were spreading the COVID all around. Well, the that race. was my goal <laughs> to spread the COVID and to finish. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You get, you know, I'm just oh my kidding. God, no, I, I, I didn't know I had COVID. I, I had like a little scratchy throat. I remember you gave it to me. Yeah. Because yeah. I was there at your, uh, at the pit stop. You were there? Yeah. Feeding you uh, sour gummies. Yeah. Yeah. You're he like, wasn't there. You're like, bring but, races. No, last year I had COVID. I ran the race. I didn't know I had COVID. I got so real sick afterwards. So for people that don't afterwards. know, it was 32 miles. This, at a 10 yeah. minute pace, 10 minute, like what, eight seconds? 10 something. Because with the elapsed time, it's yeah. a little bit, it's a little bit longer than that. But, um, but yeah, so... The race, I, I just, I wanted to go out there and have fun, bro. It's been a fucking terrible year for me. You know, it's been like, like, it's been a great year. I'm clean. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful. It's been a very hard year as far as family stuff, everything going on with that. Um, so I just wanted to go out, have a race and run and have fun and not stop. And I did that. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I went out, I was running, you know, six miles an hour for the first three. So when, so you, 18, do, when you do a hundred miles, yeah, it's, it's not fun like that. There's parts of it that are. Okay. There's parts of a hundred mile. There's, there's a hundred mile race is the closest thing that you could get to an encapsulated version of recovery. Meaning like there's highs and lows and you change and your character is totally different at the end of it. Mm -hmm. You know, not that we're at the end of recovery ever, but at the end of a hundred mile race, you feel like you just learned a whole bunch of different things about yourself, about how you maneuver when you're high, like not mm -hmm. high but when you're in your highs and how you maneuver when you're in your lows mm. and how you're able to, you know, Goggin says um, that, and this is, this has been my experience this year. Like sometimes we're in the dark and we want light, right? We want the light to come or like you hear people say there's light at the end of the tunnel. Well, sometimes there's fucking not, you know, but our eyes will adjust to the dark. Mm -hmm. And that's what ultra running is, is that sometimes you're in the, and that's what this year has been for me. And sometimes you're in the darkness and it doesn't seem as though you're ever going to make it out or you can't see the light. You just, you're waiting to get out of it. And instead you learn how to fucking be in it. Let me ask you, mm. when you're running a hundred miles, are you changing your shoes? I changed socks? my socks one time, the last hundred miler I had. Um, Cause dude, I ran 26 miles. You got to have the right equipment. I almost, uh, basically I walked the last like six miles, but I made it 26 points. Blisters? What, what, what was it? What was so it? I didn't have feet? blisters, but my socks were so drenched in sweat yeah. that they were literally squishing. Yeah. And like water was coming out of them. Yeah. That's insane. And I remember just being so like, and I had thought I brought enough water, but like I was clearly dehydrated. Yeah. And I thought I had, I stopped at a gas station and drank like a whole thing of water. And it was just so hot. It was like in July. You didn't have the the electrolytes. I was I telling. Did. Oh, you had the salt pills. Yeah, and I took them. And I remember I called you, and you were like, "Take the salt pills." Like, dude, I did. He's like, "Take more." I, was like, I took four, <laughs> and you were like, "Damn." You, he's like, "It's hot out." He's like, "You might, you might have just sweat." Sometimes it you off. gotta take two an hour. And I was cramping so bad. I take so many salt pills that as I'm running, salt is building up in all areas that I'm sweating. Uh huh. And it's like literally like you could go like this, and it's salt. Really? Yeah. Like the ocean? 
Like the ocean. Are you serious? Wow. Um, like this. You comes go, out of your body like that? Comes out of your body like that. It accumulates. That's yeah. crazy. Bro, the science of ultra running is cool. And I figured it out for myself. Like how to not uh, cr- like get cramp. sick, cramp, yeah. throw up. Like I, I. So, yeah, my thing is that wow. my foot would cramp after like 18 miles. And I just didn't know. It's how. also just not going there. You know, you got like it's the it's the staying power of going there a couple times. And your body, your body, when you the first time you do or the second or third time you go to 18 miles, your body's like, we haven't been here that often. Yeah, you just got to. You got to break those those brain muscles. Yeah. Of same what's with like going lifting on. weights. Like there's a time where I couldn't do 315. And my boy was like, let's do 345. I was like, why would I do 345? I can't do 315. He's like, you're going to do negatives. And I was like, he's like, your body has to touch it. You got to think, you, you got to be able feel to it. visualize it. Yeah. Wow. But like, like, like really visualize And it. then when you put 315, it'll feel light. Because yeah. you felt 345. You never even felt 345 so before. So he helps you bring it up and you just bring it down slow. So you just do negatives yeah. and you just keep doing that. And then your strength and your... It's weird. Like your body just knows that there's heavier shit than this, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, it only took a, two weeks of doing that and I was able to do 315. How it's much amazing. can you bench now? Unlimited. <laughs> Unlimited. What, what can I? What was I doing? The bar. I could probably caddies? do two twenty back then. I have a two twenty-five plus two twenty-five, right? But there's so much more to life than than that. That's a lot, though. You know. But yeah, yeah. But that's that's a great. I mean, obviously, that's the biggest benchmark. But it's, it's weird yeah. because, like, now when I see people who like only work out, but like don't run or and when i mean run like have pushed themselves running you know oh i know it, what you mean it's weird yeah of course but it's like you don't want to be judgmental though i don't want to be judgmental because i understand that they found a craft and just like a runner who's yeah. never yeah. lifted weights you know yeah. like they found a craft and they stuck to it but i do try to get people to do something else because i'm like man like if you think this is exhilarating like yeah try running 26 miles try running 10 or 15 and a lot of them are like no nah, i just have no interest in that it's a lot like, of people get good at something and they just stick with it. It's like they have a six pack, but high cholesterol. Exactly. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, or they're out of breath easy. Or yeah. they're out of breath and they can't run a mile. Like, dude, if you can't run that's a the, mile, that's the thing. What's I, crazy is that some people don't do any cardio. Yeah. I know guys who have six pack abs that are like, dude, I hate cardio. And um, they're both, they're, they're, they're both necessary. Like, if you get into fitness at all, like lifting weights is very important mm-hmm. for training, for, for physical fitness. And cardiovascular, cardiorespiratory fitness is very important. And there's also like the difference between lifting weights and being able to like lift your body. There are people that can like bench press a lot, but they can't do 20, 20 push-ups and, you know, 12 pull-ups. Yeah. You know? It's a process. And like, you know, for me, like last year, you know, I, I two, before last year, when I was starting the ultra run, and I was talking to you a little bit about this at the wedding that, you know, I, I stopped lifting. For a long time, and yeah, I didn't have me. to. I didn't have to do that. I just wanted to get good at running, and I mm-hmm. did. I got very, very good at running, but I stopped lifting, and I, and I, I lost all this muscle that mm-hmm. I didn't need to lose. And then, you know, my mom got sick. I was like, started lifting like a maniac. Mm-hmm. You know, for me in in my in my house, like I'm not going to the regular gym. I'm lifting the Bowflex dumbbells and the shit that I got, and um, I got very strong again, and kept running, and kept doing everything else. So you know. You could do yeah, it. I started doing heavy legs because I've seen what what happens when you don't train a lot of legs and your legs. Me are and Gary just worked dead. out before this. Yeah. Damn dog. Yeah, yeah. I did like five curls and then ate some of his pasta. <laughs> he got Hell a yeah. pump. 
He got there a problem. Go. I was gonna say, as fast as he is, though, he can't outrun. He can't beat me in a fifty. I can't. Is that true? That's fact, bro. I don't know. Are if you, you could fast? Either. I'm quick off the line for fifty yards. That's yeah. why I'm trying to shape him into a fucking monster because this guy is that guy as a fat his kid. mind. You're athletic. Yeah. Dude. Well, yeah. I'm just I'm dusty off the off the mark, dude. I'm gone. Wow. He's quick. Yeah, if you're not Are you there, a golfer? I I turned into one. Yeah. You golf like how often? You don't Shit. have to say it shamefully. It's okay. No, I, I mean, dude, judge I, listen, I love golf. Golf's my favorite thing. I'm just not good at it. Really? Yeah, my average score is like a one I was talking to JP at the wedding, and shout out Brandon Hickerson. Yeah, yeah, congrats, congrats, guys. Congrats. Beautiful couple. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hang on. So I was talking to JP, and we are explaining jujitsu to somebody, and we were both thinking, and he said, and he was like, yeah, it's kind of like all golf, because golf is the one thing that people get obsessed with. Yeah. Like, you don't see so many people obsessed with basketball or like other sports as adults. Yeah. But with golf, dude, people like are fucking golfing nonstop the all the time. They're That's what happened to him. The shit, dude. I love it. I'm like, yo, come to my workout. He's golfing. Yeah, he's, he wants to play golf. I must have spent like thirty thousand on golf this year. Shut the fuck up. Nah, probably like two thousand, three thousand. But okay, same thing. <laughs> you but say that to him, he's gonna believe it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I golfed like three. There was a time where it was like three, four times a week. In wow. the summer down here in Florida, it's cheap. It's like twenty five yeah. for the after school special. So, yeah, yeah, playing Man, this weekend too. I mean, that's how I feel with jujitsu. It's like jujitsu is the one thing that I've done in the past couple of years that it just like is something that I just continuously want to do for years and years and the years. The more you do it's it, so the more sick, you realize dude. there's stuff to learn. It's because it's such a, it's, it's just you know. That it's gonna take five years to get ba the basics down. It's like yoga for me. To just get the it's, right, they call it involuntary yoga. Like, like spiritually, it's it's like yeah. I mean, for the mind body, I guess it is. You know what I mean? But it's does that make sense? It, yeah, but yeah, but you're tussling with another person. So yeah. well, the so what makes it about like meditative is that you can't think about anything else. So right. when you do jujitsu, you couldn't think about work. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. You couldn't, bro, someone's fucking, you know, arm is here and you're trying to block their arm yeah. or whatever. You just couldn't. That's the beauty of you it, know? though. Yeah, that's that's like the meditative part of it. Yeah. But it's so interesting how technical it is and how how many different layers upon layers upon layers. And when you roll with somebody who's so good, like they're a black belt for 10 plus years and they're weaker than you and they're double your age and they don't use any strength, and they just fucking do whatever you want, like whatever they want to you, reverse everything you do. So like, instead of them using force against your force, they're just using your force against you. Right. <laughs> and it's like, that's so cool. you'll try to do something and they just like, they reverse it. Yeah. And everything that you could possibly think of, they know they're three, four, five steps ahead of you. And then when they do tap you, it, I'll be like, wow. Cause I didn't. Now I'm, I see that you were baiting me the whole time. Yeah, and just you like what an art, man. You like tricked me to do this, so that way you could do that, yeah. and then you knew I was either going to do this or that, and then you knew I was going to do that, and it's just like it's mind blowing, it's bro. Like it's they're, crazy. Play, they're playing like chess with your body, and you, they're not even using any force, bro. There's yeah. this one guy that I roll with, zero force, zero strength. When, when he rolls with you, it would be like as if I like was rolling with like a little kid. Yeah. It's crazy. Has yeah. like a, a young child been able to take you down, tap you up? So there, I, I was telling someone the other day, so there was this growing class. So 
I knew that she was under 18 because she had a kid's belt on. So mm-hmm. kid's belt has like some different colors. Um, one of them is orange. Yeah. So I knew she was an orange belt. So I was like, well, she's got to be young. And she was probably half my size. And uh, we were doing like takedowns. Yeah. So it was like basically, you know, we learned to take down move and then we would spar. So at the sparring, like she immediately grabbed one of my legs, wrapped around and pushed me down to the ground. And I was like, okay. And I let her do it. Like she, she did it again. And then like the third time I was like, okay, <laughs> not doing that again. Yeah. And then she did it again. And then I was like, okay, like, you know, like in my mind, I'm like, what was the size difference? How big was half, it? Half my size. She's, half? That's She's crazy. probably like 120, 130 pounds, five foot three, five foot four. That's insane, She's having dude. her way with you. Knowing she's 18, yeah. under 18. I don't yeah. know how old she was. She was under 18. Right. And uh, we did it again. And now I was like, you ever lose at something? You're like, I wasn't trying. Yeah. So that kept happening. And then I was like, okay, now I'm going to try. Yeah. And it's different when someone's doing different moves and getting you. She's doing the same move and getting yeah. you. So you feel like you should have been getting got. She's yeah. so good at it. She's just still doing it. And then after after class, I was like, hey, like, like you're pretty good, you know? <laughs> and she was like, thanks. And when she talked, <laughs> I, like, noticed, <laughs> I noticed that she was from Brazil. Right. She had uh, a, an, an accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Then I saw her roll a couple of classes she grew later. Up doing this. And bro, there's like this other kid that I train with who's like a blue belt, stocky kid, you know, tatted up, looks like a like he's probably like a firefighter or something, like right. athletic, and a blue belt. You've been doing it two years. And bro, I saw this girl tap him back to back, then like, you know, guillotines. Uh she took his back a couple so times. So she was going easy on you. Well, in that drill, it was just let's see who could take the person down and then yeah. you stand up again. So we weren't really sparring. But she was playing. She probably was trying to take me down, you know what I mean? But we weren't going to, we weren't actually yeah, yeah. rolling. We are just doing a drill. But when I've seen her tap, dude, 25, 30-year-old grown-ass men over and over and over. And That's while they're rolling? Actually sparring. Actually, actually sparring. So what, what the girl's situation is, she probably grew up. She's probably been, been doing, doing it her whole life. Since her dad or mom. I talked to like, her. She's, she's, uh, she's 17 when she turns... Uh, 18, she'll get like an adult belt and they let her roll the adult class. But she's probably been doing it since she was four. Yeah. That's insane. So dude. that time of her learn, that's like when kids learn a second language. Like Crazy. think about that. You know, kids are so easy to learn a second language when they're in that, that mm-hmm. brain development stage. So imagine a kid learning mm-hmm. the art of jujitsu yeah, as she's coming up. It's insane, so it's like you, you, you could be a grown man what's, doing it. What's interesting she's though win every time. is when you roll with someone who's half your size and they still fuck you up totally and you ask them how long they've been training and they say a year. <laughs> so you know that, damn, if I did this for one year, yeah, I could beast. be as good as them or better and have my strength and power. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if they're like able to tap me and submit me three times in five minutes with ease. And I've been training for like three, four months, five months. I know that if I just stick with it, I'll be as good as them. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane, dude. I'm glad you found that, bro. That's an article. Because it's probably going to lead me into it eventually. Mm -hmm. You You got to, bro. That's cool. Are you going to do it? Yeah, I'm not there. I'm not there yet. I got a mat next door. (laughs) You guys going to... Get down, roll a little bit. Winner eats a piece of chicken. <laughs> well, then I'm losing. You lose, I mean, loser eats a piece of chicken. That's crazy. <laughs> that, no, that is that is cool. But, How um, long you been flying planes? No. Um, 2018. So what was it? 2023. Five years. Actually, February what's 6th your, will be five what's years. What's your goal with it? 
Um, I want to go all the way. To what? To like I jet pilot? Know. Yeah, I was on the fence with airline. I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's my lifestyle I'm seeking, but I want to get all my ratings. Mm-hmm. I want to fly jets, private jets. I don't understand how my business partner got a jet pilot license so fast. Yeah, single pilot. That's all you need for that. But how many hours? Don't you need like a certain amount of no, hours? No, you don't need hours. You need, uh, you need obviously an instrument. Instrument he, rating, commercial, he, uh, he, twin he, engine. He he literally told me he was like, I called three schools and they all laughed at me and were like, you need more, you need more hours. Like you, you're not even close to being there. And he said he called this one school and this guy was like, bro, I literally flow Top Gun, and I'll fucking I'll take you on, but I'm not passing you if you can't do it straight up. Yeah. And the guy told him that out of all the guys he's trained, he's the fast, fastest learner he's ever had. Just like flight training or in the Eclipse jet? Probably in the Eclipse jet. Yeah, I don't. You, I think you need a type rating for that Eclipse jet. Mm-hmm. But it's single pilot. You don't need uh, two people. So once you have it, like he has it, he could just fly it solo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And take his that's family crazy. and stuff like that. Yeah, It's nuts, cool. bro. He pulls out his jet like they're jet skis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has like a hangar. Like it's a light jet. A quarter mile from his house. And he's like, you want to go to uh, Vegas? Uh, okay. Literally, by the time I say okay, we're in the air in 15 minutes. He owns is them? Is plane here? Yeah. Is he in, in Florida? Utah. Okay, yeah. That's Utah. awesome, dude. What's crazy is that when he bought it, me and my other business partner, like, he's such an idiot. Why the fuck is he buying this plane? There's like this crazy tax loophole where you could write off the entire price of the plane annually. That's crazy. Wow. So, well, like, so that's, what business, they, so. that's what they say about Grant Cardone. Is that like he owed like ten million dollars in taxes and he just bought a ten million dollar jet? Oh wow! That mm-hmm. Gulfstream, yeah. That that's like the rumor that I see on TikTok. The apartment that I live in right now, <laughs> uh, Grant Cardone it says Grant Cardone Capital ten X on the oh, side. Oh, that sucks. Does <laughs> it? Yeah, I, I would feel like such a loser. <laughs> what that means? Do you hate it? Oh really? No, I don't give a shit. Uh, t- well, he just is a he just buys up property, dude. Yeah, but t- he's just like a tacky guy in my opinion. Yeah, but. You know, born power to him. He's obviously yeah. doing Who something. Who do you like right. him? Uh, Andrew Tate or Grant Cardone, if you had to? Who do I like better? Yeah, if you had as to. What, like as a father figure no, or as, as a friend? A, <laughs> as a cellmate. As a cellmate? Yeah. As a cellmate? yeah. Probably Andrew Tate. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to fuck up. If, I mean, as long as you're cool with him, yeah, he, he can fight. Yeah, I think Andrew Tate would be able to, like, have some fun. Yeah. You know, talk shit and work out. I think, like, Grant Cardone would probably be, like, just mad. <laughs> Yo, dude, how'd you get in here? No, he'd, dude. Pr- he'd probably just be wanting to get out of there. He'd probably just be so miserable. He wouldn't adapt. <laughs> Andrew Tate would like do his time and become one of those. So he'd be like, let's become, let's start a gang or something. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be preaching for the time. Oh, fuck. I think uh, with all that shit, I, I try to focus on like, what can I learn from this person? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's something you can learn from both of those people. Yeah. And there's some people that I align myself with closer that we're more similar. But there's also people that are very different that, hey, if you needed somebody to in a fist fight, who are you going to pick? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, you know, like me and my business partners, like we all fill each other's gaps. No homo, you know? It's like, me and my business, we finish each other's sense. Like, dude, I'm not a numbers guy, and I'm pretty, like, lackadaisy when it comes to, like, finances, and they're, like, the total opposite. And, like, I'm more creative, and they're more of, like, you know, processes. Rigid. Rigid and processes. So, like, together, like, we're a good team, and it's, like, in life, it's like that. 
Like, mm-hmm. bro, I have friends that I make money with that are good business partners. I have friends that I would never in a million years do a business with, but they're fucking amazing friends. Yeah. And they're fucking good people. And if I want to go on a trip and travel, I'll probably travel with them, but I won't go on a fucking trip with some of my business friends. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're too yeah, exactly. rich. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? They have fun. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, in good, life, it's Good like, range. Yeah, and it's not like... You need you, that. Yeah, you know, you got to have uh, an ability to learn from everybody. Yeah, man. It's been For a sure. blessing. Yeah. I got to have some business partners. <laughs> 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 I like how you talk about that. You, yeah. Yeah. It's it's, an inter- it's the longest relationship I've ever had. Yeah. But like a business, some people struggle with business partners because um, they're constantly thinking about how much money they could make by, by themselves. And they're constantly thinking about, well, if I just didn't have them, all the freedom that I would have or how much they nag. And they don't think about how much they we bring, can do they together. Bring together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they don't value. And like, you know, with business partners, you have like, a lot of differences, more arguing. If it's just you, how much arguing could there be? But at the same time, unless it's you're like schizophrenic. unless you're schizophrenic, yes, <laughs> like somebody we just talked about. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but it's you. like yeah, but it's like some people aren't good at business partners. They just whenever they get a business partner, they're constantly regretting it or thinking how to how to get rid of them. And dude, I just work well with business partners. I feel like they jockey me, like they just push me and push me and push me. Where if it was just myself, I probably would be a lot more lax. Like I need structure. Yeah. Even with 14 years clean, like I I needed, like if I just say I want to start working out, it's really like I can do it. But when I do like 75 hard or Not I do like else. a challenge or, yeah. or, you know, when you say I'm going to do a race in October, now you have like carrots to, to shoot for. And like in life, a lot, I think a lot of people think that you're going to just be self-motivated. Sometimes you got to sign up for shit. That's yeah. not my, that's not my experience, bro. When I remember in 2014, I was like fat. Like yeah. This. We were just talking about this. And I was like, Chicky, I'm getting a gym membership. He's like, nah, you ain't, you ain't about that. <laughs> I drove to LA fitness, got the membership. We worked out, bro. I dropped like 55 pounds. He hit me up when I was in but New York about with my this, family. Getting the membership. Getting the membership. Yeah. Having the gym partner yeah. to hold me accountable. Of course. Yeah. It's all, it's and all I was on sauce, it. Man. I was on it. You know, back we were in the gym every day, bro. Every day, I was it was eating protein, Mm -hmm. um, fiber gummies. He was getting in shape to go on a vacation. (laughs) You see, yeah, we were at the we were at and that external source of motivation helped him. Retreat in the keys. I don't think I'm gonna make it. When is that? April's tough. April. Yeah, I'll be there early, man. I got I got a race in April. It's my girl's birthday too, so I don't know if I'm. It's the coolest thing in the world. No, we've been. Yeah, yeah, we went every year, right? Yeah. Besides, like five of them. Yeah, Besides, they since, didn't have them. Yeah, because yeah. a hurricane. Well, but, I thought um, it was COVID. Both. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm grateful. I'm I'm glad that we uh we came. We did this. I know yeah, we, we said yeah, dude. we said a whole lot of shit. I don't you know I don't know what's in there, but I know there's some stuff in there that's it's pretty good. You know, it's been a wild ride. You know, it's it's hard to reach back into the memory. You know what vault. was cool was the going to Brandon's wedding and seeing all these fucking drug addicts that are clean. Like I I just did a podcast and I was telling my friend like. Only in recovery do you see stories where it's like, oh, I used to take the bus to go hang out at your halfway and sneak through the window and you had a little twin bed and four roommates. And then like a year later, you have like two roommates and like a year later, you have like a fucking little car. And like a year later, like, you know, we have a little fucking apartment and mm-hmm. then, you know, 10 years later, we're getting married. Yeah. I and would- a businessman and like a good person and like grow as people. So it's like. 
if that was a TV show in the beginning, you'd be like, this ain't going to end good. You know what I mean? But it's like, we know so many people, like at that wedding, there must have been like that, 60, 100 people oh, yeah. that we have known for a while, for 10 plus years yeah. and have seen their whole life blossom. Like everyone there, it's weird. It's like everyone there is like an adult. And yeah. it's different because other people can say this that aren't addicts, but like we really were like, Sub adults at one point. Oh, like, hell yeah. Children. Of course. Some Absolutely. of us were children total, while being children. Total fuck ups. Oh, I was an animal. Mm -hmm. Speaking of one guy, JP, I, I met him in 2010. He was the maintenance guy at TRP. Yeah. yeah. His, wow. That's so his mom crazy, was a tech. bro. I remember that. Yeah. Wow. I think his clean date is my birthday. Wow. And then. I'm cleaning October And he's just too. such a good dude. I, I, his clean date's yeah. October, Bro, right? since he's I've been clean, awesome. I've never heard anybody say one bad thing nah. about him. He's just How could such you? a good dude. How could nah. you? He's authentic. He's authentic, man. Forever, yeah. dude. Yeah. There's some good people around here. He also is a brown belt. That's what well, oh, he gets crazy. down so, to, bro. So he's maybe that ties out, into bro. it. Oh, that's so why maybe he's that so, ties, you that's see, why he's so kind. Do you bro. feel like the um, martial arts you've been doing have like calmed you down as far as like your uh, temperament? I think that it wakes you up to, you know, when you like walk around and you kind of have like a, like an ego or like fuck this guy or whatever. Yeah. When you do jujitsu and a fucking 120 pound girl fucks you up, you realize that, dude, you have no idea so humility. What, type, what type of training people have yeah. and you better act accordingly. Right, right, <laughs> and you right, can't right. judge it off their looks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because like. So there you go. You, know, you, you see, see a guy who's skinny. You're you like, see, I'm going to fucking you throw see, that Yeah, that's not always the case. I've I've wrestled with fucking seventy year old Asian five foot guy who's a black belt. Monster. Monster, bro. You would never realize that this guy could fuck up ninety nine percent of like the population. With ease. That's insane. With ease. With a smile on his face. Yeah. Seventy? Probably seventy years old, bro. He looked Damn. like he looked like uh the kid who trained the Mr. Miyagi. Well, because the better you get at that sport, the well, easier well, you can fuck somebody well, up, but you yeah. don't he want told, to ever have to. He told to. me right. he started like when he was 55, 58 with his son, and they both got black belts together. Oh, wow. How long does it take cool. to get a black belt? 10 years, give Ooh. or take. So it's like key tags, bro. When you go into a gym and you see a black belt, it's, it's like it means something, bro. What are you, white? White belt, one stripe. And dude, I suck so bad. Sometimes I go there and I'm like, dude, I've been going for like five months, like almost every day, as much as I can. It's fucking awesome. And I still feel like who decides when I you level up? The professor, the guy that I like that. So you gotta stick with one place, one professor. Pretty much. You can't just jump around places and think that, you know, they they don't know you. They gotta keep yeah, seeing yeah, yeah. you. It's a relationship. You know? Yeah. And it's not necessarily like you were they, they, they you were learn, telling me that. They learn your And it's more about yeah. like individuals. So like just because other people are tapping you and you can't tap them doesn't mean that you're not going to get promoted. It's not that competitive. It's like your personal your growth, your personal growth and your ability. Right. And if you're that showing up, if sense. you're Stop trying, it, bro. I'm not, I'm not able to go just yet. Stop talking about it so good, man. He's itching. There was a time where you said that about running and there, getting clean. There is. That's why I know I'm going to be in there soon. I just, I, I haven't been able to. Yeah, Look, if fine. I didn't have to go to work, I'm not making excuses and mm -hmm. was tra wasn't training twice a day, I would fucking do it. But I'm going to do it anyway, even with all that. I'm going to make time and figure it out because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. It's like, it's something that I've always been interested in. I just would kind of like push it off. Me but... too. Since I started listening to Jocko... But and, here's the thing. And, it's like, and... what I always tell is, you know, take two to three classes and if it, if it's, if 
If you don't want to go every single day for the rest of your life after that, it's not for you. Because no one does it a little bit. Bro, you, you know can't, me, though. You can't do jujitsu a little That's bit. That's why I haven't right. gone. It's you like know, people, lifestyle. people who go, like, do I go to class? It's the same people every single day. Yeah. It's not like, oh. It's your class. Yeah, bro. It's like, dude, they're You're there learning. every single day. You know, because jujitsu is something where it's like every single day you get like a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Even though you might not see it, but it's like. You are getting better little by little. I've so never heard like, someone talk about it with a little bit of enthusiasm. You can't. It's that's crazy. that's the thing. Like that's, me and JP were talking about it at the wedding nonstop. I, I was I, dipping in and out I was of that combo. To get like anytime to I wanted it. some jujitsu, come. Where you go? No, he goes to fight sports. He's starting training mm -hmm. again. He was yeah, just he saying. had a hernia, so he hasn't trained in like two years. But he'll fucking wrap somebody up. Brown. So brown is right before black. So he's he's like. So he's, so he's so he's the last one in the room that you ever in. want to throw. He's been on that. Oh, he'll wow. He'll, and yeah. it's it's cool because like, I can't think of a, one other person in the rooms that would probably fuck him up because jujitsu is is it just beats everything. Yeah, like you go to throw a punch at somebody and they just clean you up. So no. you know when they had like the wow. when they had like the UFC, you know they used to do like any any weight any form of martial arts and. Uh, Royce Gracie. Royce Gracie beat everybody. The guy was little, in his, small, in, in his, his gi. gi. Even show. Conor McGregor? <laughs> he wasn't around. So Conor McGregor's <laughs> a brown belt. He was a baby. Is he? So a lot of people don't know this. A lot of people, like, I didn't know this. I didn't know that, like, every guy who does MMA does jujitsu because that's, to some degree. that's half of it. They have to. So after Royce Gracie, you couldn't compete in MMA if you didn't know jujitsu. So they all learned it. So what those guys do is they do Muay Thai and jujitsu combined. That's mm -hmm. literally what it is. But you cannot. So they'll stand up. If you don't know jujitsu, you can't compete in in MMA. Because if somebody else does, which they do, yeah, it's uneven. Yeah. It's, well, there's it's no the, chance. It's the same thing. Right. With, you it's have the no same chance. thing with, with, with Muay Thai too. But at the same time, somebody who doesn't, somebody who only knows jujitsu, in my opinion, could fuck up someone who but only back, knows Muay Thai. Back then, though, in the, in the in the Matt Hughes, Chuck Liddell, mm -hmm. in those days. Not everybody did it. So mm -hmm. he was like a fucking apex predator running around. Yeah, because people didn't know like what there was guys in wrestling. Bro, UFC back in the day, like motherfuckers are coming like imagine, jean shorts. Imagine you're the number one wrestler in the world. Wrestler. Kickboxer. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And you go against a fucking 140-pound guy from Brazil who does jiu-jitsu. You don't even know what jiu-jitsu is. Right. And you still get demolished. Yeah, where does uh, where does karate fit into all this? Karate, I believe karate is more of like an art form. I don't know if it's like. Well, it's I guess like, it's more of like just straight kicks. That's Jackie Chan. I'm shit, not bro. sure. I'm sure right. there is a practical form of it, but for like martial arts, you're really talking kick. Like for someone who, who uh, like self defense, yeah, it really. Like Jean-Claude uh, Van Damme, Bloodsport. Yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Ever seen it? That was my first introduction to karate. It wasn't uh, Power Rangers. It, it wasn't was Jackie Chan? No, Jackie Chan was way after that. Jackie Chan. Rush been, Hour? No. Come on, man. Oh, Jack, you're talking about Jackie, Jackie Chan Strikes Chan's Back? Jackie been in movies yeah. before that. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was before that. He was. He put karate. He well, got mainstream. What was Bruce Lee? He was karate? Bruce Lee? I don't know. Wong Chung. One, one. I forget what it's called. Oh, we're going to get slaughtered for this. Yeah. Because I don't know. Not I forget what it's called. Just it's just interesting, know. like, what the Muay Thai, mm -hmm. karate. There's a lot. Well, you have, so it basically breaks down to two. You have stand-up, and then you have grappling. Yeah. So it's like, with drugs, you got uppers or downers. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, bro, there's only two things you're doing, bro. Whether it's 
you know, Wong Chong or fucking this or that. You stand up or yeah. you're laying down. Yeah. Like, what they call you? Crack up. monster? Crack monster. <laughs> <laughs> Back in New York. <laughs> Crack monster. You called me that. <laughs> Just nobody, like two months ago. Nobody, I, was like, I was like, they call Chicky the crack monster. Goes, nobody, what the fuck are you nobody talking about? Not one person that. Not said one that. Person said that. <laughs> it's good shock value. That's good. I like that. I love that shit, man. Come on. I remember friends over 10 years. I remember uh, this one time I was uh, buying drugs from this kid in the hood. And I thought we were like cool, you know? And I remember this one time I called his phone. I was like, yo, what's up? Like, I'm trying to come through. And he was like, um, I right, hold up. Hey, yo, you got anything? It was like, hey, who that? Who's who's on the phone? Like, it's Brian. Like, Brian who? And he's like, Brian the baser. <laughs> and I remember just being like, That's what their name for you was. Yeah. I remember just being the baser, like, yeah. Damn. Damn, I thought we were like friends. I, th- those moments <laughs> suck. We those moments suck, bro. Yeah, but it's like you like you like in your mind you think like people are like, yeah, bro, you're like like He's cool. Like, like He's we're, cool. We're on the same level. You're selling crack. I'm smoking the crack. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but they and, look down on you. In the their time. mind, they're like, oh, bro, it's this fucking annoying ass fucking chicken looking for that chicken feed. Mm. Thank God we got out of that. I had uh, yeah. I got a, a, a gut experience like that when I when I started doing that. Um, I was I was messing with this chick and she would take me into the hood to smoke crack in the, you know, in one of the in one of the section eight houses. And bro, I'll never forget, man. Like, I was cool with all the black kids in my town because I lived, I lived, I lived right near the hood, right. So, they knew me and they, they, they kind of like, why? Like, I used to smoke blunts and chill. And then when I started doing other shit, like, they were kind of like, "Yo, what the fuck?" You mm-hmm. know, because like the hood don't fuck with that. Like, yeah. most, it's not most, cool. it's not cool, right? Like, so this chick was from out of town. She moved into my town. She didn't move into the hood. She moved next to it where I live. But she would take me into the hood to smoke crack in this house and. um Ugh, fuck man and i'll never forget this one day this shit still fucking burns in my soul we were walking right and all the black kids from my bus that were my friends that like i grew up with like we went through elementary middle like the whole deal they were all hanging out they were having a fucking party at the house just before the house that we were going to mm-hmm. so this fucking chick parades me past them come on come on come on right and i'm trying to get high so i'm doing whatever i gotta do and I walked past, and I remember one of one of my boys. I can't remember who it was. One of my boys from school looked at me, and he was like, "Damn, Chicky, it's like that." And I'll never forget those fucking words. He was like, "Damn, Chicky, it's like that." And I was like, "Well, he knew you were smoking crack. He knew what if I was with her. Yeah, you were. Smoking he knew what crack. time it was. Was that Kevy? Like, <laughs> no, dude. Rest in peace, Kevy. Rest in man. peace, Kevy, man. That's one of my. That's, that's one of my, no. It was not Kevy, but um, it was it was one of my my dudes from school. He just he saw me and he was fucking. Dead. I'll never forget, bro. Like these kids, they were they were hanging out doing their thing. They were drinking, they were smoking, but they were disgusted. Where's he at now? Who? <laughs> the kids kid? judging? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Stop honestly, everybody. Boy. Honestly, everybody from back then. Honestly, from my town that I knew, like they they look they like look up. I I I think they look up to me now. Yeah, they should. Honestly, they should, man. Like I, I'm still friends with some kids from the from the hood from my town. Like like that I was cool with back then, for different reasons. And now they're like, damn, that motherfucker's got still crazy, just different now. You know, like I love that. Yeah, and I think that's what's important is that um I like when I first got clean, I used to think like, oh well, all these people used to do drugs. Now they're just addicted to these meetings. Or someone might say like, oh, Brian used to do drugs. Now you're addicted to work. Oh, Brian used to do drugs. Now you're addicted to jujitsu. And it's like, dude, to me, addiction is like a very thrown around term. But like for me, it's like, dude, addiction robs your fucking soul. 
fucks with your whole family, yeah. destroys your finances, fucking makes you suicidal, makes you fucking homicidal. It's like a fucking dark, evil, fucked up shit. Bro, that's not jujitsu. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's not. That's that's not my gun collection. No. You know, that's not me going to work every day. Right. So it's like, bro, I don't neglect. I don't tell my family I'm going to be at dinner and not show up to dinner. Right. I don't fucking make commitments with my friend and like fuck up my commitments with my friends. It's like maybe it might get in the way a little bit, but it's not destroying relationships. And it's what I want to do in life. And I think a lot of people mistake being passionate and obsessive for like having a new addiction. You're right. Yeah, the yeah, term yeah. gets thrown around. The term, gets, the term gets thrown around. Because like, like for him to I'm, get his flight, li his license, he became obsessed. How else are you going to fucking True. do anything? And he was good telling me, without he, calling me up, telling about me about it. different yeah. parts of the plane. He's calling me up. He's telling me about this part mm -hmm. of the plane. Yo, Chicky, yeah. this, the, this is the thing. Da, da, da. And I, and <laughs> I would listen. Get, you don't get a six pack unless you're dedicated, right? Mm -hmm. Some may say that you're obsessed. Or now you're yeah, addicted exactly. to getting but this expected. You got to work towards it. Is it a success or or is it an obsession or is it like sacrifice? I, I do believe that there are certain things that like the financial instability, mm -hmm. like if I'm going out spending all my money on golfing, right? That may not be a positive thing. Yeah. Right. But if you're going out jujitsu, learning that art, mm -hmm. you know, it's not burning a hole in your pocket. And you're even if it. it fucked There's up your finances... That's only one of the fucking tentacles of addiction. Yeah, I wouldn't true. call it addiction. That's true. Even if you no, were like, neither. yo, yeah. dog, I took out this big loan to buy this plane. I'm an idiot. Okay, you're not fucking getting bait corrected. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not yeah. getting tased by the cops on a fucking Saturday morning. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, you're right. People we just throw that shit around. Oh, it's, oh, you're addicted to that. It's like, bro, the word addiction is so fucking... It's almost mm -hmm. disrespectful to the enemy, to which, the actual which, is, disease. which is addiction. Yeah. Because it's like, it's such a big dark force. Mm -hmm. It's like, and oh, it all you do is people. work out now. So you just traded your addiction. It's like, no, motherfucker. Like, yeah. th It's th like... It's like that meme. Someone's like, oh, yeah, I'm addicted to working out. It's like, I never broke into someone's house to use their treadmill at 6 in the morning. That's good. <laughs> I never seen that one. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, and, and, and hopefully the people that think like that can come to their own understanding of that. Yeah. I'm glad that we're on the same wavelength with I it. I don't like throwing the word addiction around. Like, dude, I'm passionate and obsessive about my goals. Yeah. And about things that I want to achieve. And that life. doesn't make you crazy. Yeah. Doesn't make me. Yeah. It makes you different yeah, from other people totally who fine. aren't. You know, and it, I, I I like running a hundred miles. I might fucking wake up tomorrow. Yeah, people always and, like, oh, and, that's and, not good for your body. And uh, I hate and, when people say. Oh I might lunge God. a mile. You know, I might lunge a mile tomorrow. I might try to fucking uh, burpee broad jump a mile. I should again. run home. Remember when Hanson was like, hey, I'm worried about you? Oh, my God. Andrew Hanson. <laughs> he was yeah. just working out, right? Just I starting. I love that kid. He was starting to slim up. And, and my, uh -huh. me too. That Andrew Hanson's my boy. And he goes, oh, you're talking hey, about man, I'm like... worried about you, man. I mean, you're looking pretty frail. And he goes, worried about me? I'm worried about you eating McDonald's like three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> we all laughed. It was all good vibes. It was good. Where is Hanson? I don't know. I, I wish he, I wish I could press the button and he walked through that door. Me too. Yeah, he's we did too. So he was amazing. my roommate at uh, TRP. Oh my one. God. He's incredible. Great kid. He's like, yeah, I, I wish him well. Yeah. Um. Well, hey, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. It's been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for Love having you guys, us, bro. Thank you, bro. Glad yeah. We went all over the place and I'm glad for that. It's been a good, good session. <laughs> Thank you guys. <laughs> Later. This show is not affiliated with any specific 12-step program. If you or a loved one is struggling with an addiction, please find a local 12-step meeting. If you believe you may need detox or drug treatment of any kind, please call 833-999-1877.
to speak to a specialist. The show is sponsored by United Recovery Project, a state-of-the-art drug and alcohol rehab facility. You can visit our website at unitedrecoveryproject.com.